What is up, guys? Welcome back to Wrestling Crossroads. As always, one half of your dynamic duo, Twisted, alongside Brother Pyro. What's up, guys? And we are here to recap Crown Jewel. This is what, the eighth event we've had in Saudi? Yes. Eighth event had in Saudi Arabia, fourth or fifth Crown Jewel, I believe? Fourth. Fourth Crown Jewel, so, I mean... We've had four Crown Jewels... One Elimination Chamber, the Greatest Royal Rumble, so that, my math, hold on, four, and what, two Super Showdowns? I believe so, yeah. Something like that? Um, so, seems to obviously be a thing that they're just going to continue doing. I mean, I thought it was for, like, the small time being, but it seems to be working out for them relatively well. So, I mean, I'm kind of okay seeing... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And these guys are getting paid! All right, so you want to start us off? Um, so kicking off the show was a battle of Goliaths, a battle of Titans, a battle of muscle, Lashley, Lesnar, Deuce. Mm-hmm. Um, in what was a pretty short match? Yes. Lashley dominated most of this match. Pretty. Pretty heavily. Um, however, he did not pick up the win. Walking out of Crown Jewel was Brock Lesnar after a reversal of the Hurt Lock. Into a pinning combination. Into a pinning combination. Which then infuriates Lashley, which leads him to attack Lesnar after. And I, I said it during watching this. I I don't like the way that they ended this because they made, in my in my opinion, they made Brock Lesnar look weak. And they've made him look weak since losing Paul Heyman this time because of the fact that he has yet to really win any of his matches since since losing Paul Heyman at his side. Since him turning his back and going with Roman Reigns. I mean, he won the Elimination Chamber without Heyman. But that's about it. And that's something that he's kind of used to considering his background. But aside from that, any wrestling match he's had, he hasn't won any. I mean, quite frankly, that I don't think this hurt or helped either one of the competitors. Um, I just feel like it made Lesnar look weak. That's, at this point, though, what opinion. does it matter? He's showing up to get the paycheck and walking out. Like, he shows up about three times a year anyway. I mean, true, but at the same time, like, seeing Lesnar as dominant as he's always been, it's just kind of saddening to see that that be- the beast incarnate is just kind of going downhill at this point you know even if it is just to kind of show up and get that paycheck it's kind of sad that it's not the the domination that i'm used to i mean that's him. fair he is also getting up there in age so yeah i mean i i do agree with that uh so jumping into the next match we have the women's tag team championship on the line damage control taking on asuka and alexa bliss now this we did agree was a very beautiful match it was a lot of back and forth there weren't any release any spots where you were uninterested in this match overall one of the better matches on this card um as you look at the show and its delivery Mm -hmm. i mean i totally do agree and i mean there were there were so many high points and even when they hit their high spots they still gave you time to kind of you know come down off of it so you had time to love the match yeah you had time to breathe digest mm-hmm. what was going on um they didn't beg f- 
for the reaction. They didn't chase the hug. Yes. It was like everything was so naturally given given to us. Yeah. Um, I also want to point out that I am just loving that Saudi Arabia is opening its mind and its doors just a little more with each event and allowing the women to not only be featured, but be featured more. In- featured more have more come over like we had a we had our first lady ref in one of the saudi events yes. with this match actually um which was great and then just getting to see them like if you look at the evolution of their saudi events and mm-hmm. the women every event has had a longer and longer match time so yes. they're getting a lot more screen time all over there too which is beautiful which is huge yes um, so midway through the match, it had kind of looked like Asuka had injured her knee. No actual update on that just yet that I have seen, Brother Pyro? Uh, not that I've noticed, so I guess we'll find out more on Monday? Alright, uh, so jumping to the end of the match, uh, Alexa Bliss was getting ready to go for her Twisted Bliss, where out of nowhere she was attacked by a person uh nobody saw who it was right away and it ended up actually being nikki cross which was alexa bliss's former tag team partner thus helping damage control pick up the win and retain their and regain their titles with the distraction i personally i i don't like the way that the women's tag team titles have been hot potatoed Yes. Reminds we me of the 24-7 title, um, especially when it was, like, early on. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just, I don't think it gives that, I don't think it gives those tag team titles a sense of relevancy. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it makes it seem like it's not as important. Yeah, that's, I think that's to what the, To for. the company. Um, which is really sad, because these girls have worked their asses off to get them. Yes. And to see it just kind of second thought afterburner, um, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is. Um, but I mean, hot potatoing yet again to a team, damage control walks out with your tag tags. I mean, personally, again, they shouldn't have lost it on Monday. No. You, like... You hot potatoed it way too quickly. If anything, I could have seen them losing it today. Instead of on Monday. Instead just of on to Monday. Re- like, what was the point? There was none. What the hell? So take us into the next match. I know you're kind of excited about it. Two gladiators locked inside a steel cage. Drew McIntyre. Karrion Cross, In what was about what we expected? Um, well, they came out. They started strong. They did. I, I will. I will say that the the match started strong and then kind of slowly digressed downhill. There were a lot of really slow points where, like, even watching the match, you can tell like these man these men are damn near moving in slow motion, and it was kind of sad to see. That's what it felt like, honestly. Yeah. Um. And we weren't even. I mean, we're two mat two and a half matches in at that. So, point, like, cause... the crowd wasn't really burnt or anything. I think. They just weren't giving the crowd a lot to work with, personally. He, um, personally speaking. Um, but as the match progressed, as we all know, the X Factor of Scarlet 
getting they, involved. Yep, they've come into Taking it. out the ref with pepper spray and then Drew. Actually, Drew, then the ref. Get, I just I just want to point out the fact that she didn't immediately go for the ref. I thought she went it for was, the ref. It looked no. like she went, She had hit the ref first and then No, Drew. She, she used a majority of the pepper spray on Drew and then turned the attention to the ref. Okay. And then, you know, closed the door and locked it and took yeah. the key. Um, that, in the end, really seemed to be more harm than good. As Drew said, I can't go out the door. I'm just going to go ahead and climb. And with the time that she had to unlock the door, Drew was already a majority down and out on the other side. Well, maybe had she not locked it or, you know, even hesitated to unlock it, her man probably would have got the win. But did he? Nah, she messed up. So walking out of Saudi, um, tying this rivalry up at one match apiece, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. So I'm excited to see what they do with the rubber match for this one. I'm excited to see it. I just, personally, in my opinion, because I've seen Drew McIntyre work a ring so well and put over so many people, I have a feeling that the reason we didn't get much of a pop was because of Karrion Cross. because even when he was coming out, he really wasn't working the crowd. I mean, granted, yes, he is the heel in this, I but mean, he even still him, wasn't working it. I mean, even be- him being the heel, we got to take yeah. a look at the character that he is. Overall, and that even and you can notice that even in NXT, yeah, he his character never really worked with the crowd. That's what Scarlett's there for. But she didn't even work the crowd. She was. I was going to say, and even on... then, she minimalized. They minimalized her working the crowd as well. Like he's not supposed to be that guy that uh, Trot goes out there to get the bulls or get the yays from the from the crowd. He he's supposed to be out there, this guy in the shadows. More or less, go in, get the job done. And be done. And vanish into thin air again mm-hmm. to come back and do it again. Yes. But as a valet and or manager, isn't Scarlet supposed to kind of work the crowd for him? But at the same time, neither of them really did a good job at that. It was kind of all left to Drew. Like I said, I think if you take a look at the gimmick, they did exactly what they were assigned. All right, take- all right. I mean, I, me and you had both said... They weren't working the crowd. I mean, I, like, I gotta put match, a majority you have to, of it on Karrion. In, in the match, you do still have to, like, you know, work. give the crowd something to, like, be invested in uh, move-wise or even, you know, just yourself. Like, oh, hey, yeah. Yeah, like, that really hurt. But, like, I think both men just kind of just kind of fell flat as the match went up. Yeah. I mean, I, I, agree, I agree with you totally on that one. So... Jumping into the next match, we have the OC taking on the Judgment Day. Now, in what we were hoping to finally be an end to this, unfortunately, just continued the death and it just in our brains. Coming, 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 coming. It won't stop. Uh, it won't. It, it just continues the, the broken record. Um, this match kind of fell flat, but still... Pretty good tag team match all around. It definitely did its job in telling that the story that it needed to to progress this rivalry. I will state that. I will Again. state that. I was really hoping, like we had said in the uh, in the pre-show, that we would have gotten, you know, the... The, the answer to Miss Rhea Ripley? Yeah, the answer to Miss Rhea Ripley's problem, whether that being a Miss Mia Yim, like you were saying, or the rumors I was reading, which was Charlotte Flair coming back. Literally anybody at this point, just give us 
an answer. The OC needs to find an equalizer to Miss Rhea Ripley because time and time again, she has shown why she is there with the Judgment Day, why she is the one factor that they literally can't touch. And that is the reason why they pretty much won this. Is she got strength, involved? Strength the numbers. I don't even think it's necessarily just strength the numbers because you could have. I mean, think about the people that have gone against the OC, or not the OC, the Judgment Day. You have stacks upon stacks upon stacks of people that would love to take out the Judgment Day. However, you have that one factor in Rhea, which is you can't touch me. I'm a female. I have boobs. Don't do it. it Explain that to Randy Orton, bro. Well, maybe they need Randy Orton on their side so Randy Orton can RKO the hell out of her. I'm just saying, somebody. Because, like, he don't care. Man, woman, or child, RKO's are rated E for everyone. Yeah, you can ask Nia Jax that. That was absolutely beautiful. Or Stephanie also, I was going to say, you can ask <laughs> Stephanie McMahon. I think you can at some point ask Beth Phoenix. You can yeah. ask everybody. Yeah, you can ask Beth Phoenix. That. You can ask 90% of the roster going from 2002 to... Current. Right now. Somebody got an RKO story, whether it be man, woman, or child. I mean Ask his own damn kids. I'd be entirely okay if they were to call up like Beth Phoenix and be like, yo, he he they did this to Edge. You wanna come and uh help us out? Yo. Put her sleep. Put her sleep. Time to be done. But you know, like we said, sadly picking up the win was the judgment day to then further them. And I know me and you were talking about the fact that they just they need to be they need to get their loss so that they can get a little bit repackaged, a little fixed. They kind of need it. So, Hopefully Monday tells a different story and we finally have that answer. Hopefully. Take us into the next match. All right. Undisputed Tag Team Championships are... Oh, I am sorry. I am one match ahead. Why are you giving me all the big boys, though? It's just the way that the match card fell. I'm, I should have had you start this. But anyway, going into a battle of giants... Plus, she's the big them. boy. Man! He was. That don't mean I gotta cover all the big boy matches. Like, come on. I mean, but if you look, you get another different match later on. You just can't read the match that skips over a match. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, I got a little ahead of myself. Get into the match. All right. You had Strowman taking on almost, almost the big guy. The man, the really, really, really big guy. The Nigerian giant. Let's just, the big it. guy that's usually with MVP. You know, his very tall self. Um, But anyway, uh, again, real hard hitting, but not much substance. There wasn't, like, early anything there. Uh, honestly, it was a very lackluster match. There was... I mean, there's as much back and forth as you can from a big guy match, but there was literally nothing. You saw almost similar to Lesnar Lashley, where for the most part, almost dominated the match. Like, he yeah. controlled a vast majority of this match. Yes, yes, he did. He did a pretty good job at uh, at holding the ring. Finally. However... It helped him do nothing because he took an L and Braun Strowman is walking away, showing wa- showcasing why he is the monster of all monsters. And why that's not just a gimmick name. Because he's a beast. Yes. I mean, even after, you know, his initial WWE release, which again, thank 
you, Triple H, for resigning him. He was uh, circling the indies as the Titan. That wasn't just a gimmick. This man is a badass. This man is a big boy and a badass to show it, so. Oh, yeah. But, all right, let's move right along into the next one. So, jumping into this next one, as Brother Pyro had gotten us started on it, is the WWE Undisputed Tag Team Championship match. We have the Usos taking on Ridge Holland and Butch. And we had said at the start of this match, before, um, on the pre-show, that if Ridge and Butch didn't win tonight, it was going to be the Usos versus the New Day on Friday. Yes. Either way, they were getting a title match, no matter who New, won New Day was getting their title match. Okay. So... That being said, uh, starting up this match, you see the Usos kind of making their entrance, and you do see Jay's hand bandaged up. Was it Jay? It was Jay. Okay. I remember just because the name was a bit shorter, and Jimmy has more letters in it than Jay does. Uh, Michael Cole then makes a announcement uh, via the commentary headset and says um, that Jay believes he has a broken wrist that was, you know, pretty much happened during the European tour and that he will be getting an MRI on it to see if it is officially broken Monday. So yeah, earlier this week, he had suffered tour just doing, you know, live events and whatnot. So he walked into this match, not necessarily a hundred percent against Ridge Holland and Butch. This match started to pick up what it could towards the end of, you know, the, the show. I'd say it did a pretty okay job at kind of getting our attention back to everything after the kind of the lackluster of the matches in between. But... Still wasn't great, but it was better than, you know, the few matches sandwiched in between. Yeah, a lot better than the matches previous, but again, didn't really do anything justice. We know that these men can all work beautifully better than they actually did tonight. However, I do understand the, you know quickness of the match to get Jay not to be, you know, not to further aggravate the injury. Yeah. Not to further the injury. So walking out and still retaining their titles, the Usos, I am kind of hoping, you know, me being the one that wants to see the titles taken off of them. I'm more or less hoping that, you know, there, there could be an injury that takes them off for a while. I hate to see superstars injured or even just play it off that way, but I'd like to... But you're over here wishing injury upon a superstar. What kind of stuff is that? It's messed up, man. Shish your face. You know, you know damn well that it could just have been a storyline. And that that's why they write it off. You never know. Well, at this point, though, like, if you see... I, I, I don't think it was injury, because, like, why... You know, he was fine leading up until the match. Yes. Until earlier this week. And, I mean, throughout this week, you really didn't see any of the bloodline. Exactly. So, I don't think were... it's an actual injury. It I, could just be storyline. I think it might be injury. I mean... I, might, I think it might be legit. You never know. Uh, take us into the next one. All right. Um. Next match, we have Last Woman Standing. Yes. Bianca Belair defending her title against a Miss Bailey who is looking to finally um, achieve some gold of her own, considering earlier in the night, the rest of her damage control posse uh, definitely regained regained their gold. Um, In what was a very strong 
storytelling aspect of the match. This they they went back. It was a nice back and forth for a while. Um, no real woman really seemed to have the upper hand. No, I, I think it was beautiful back and forth. There wasn't necessarily an upper hand at all. And you did get to see a lot more. I th- I thought they were they had been all aggressioned out after Extreme Rules. I I was wrong. I mean, there was a lot that you know you could see still kind of aggression wise used between them because. I think it was more or less they had a bigger campus and they could actually leave more of the mat. I mean, I know you could in their their ladder match, but at the same time, you couldn't go as far as they did. Oh no! This. Well, this well with this match, the the decision didn't happen have to happen inside the ring. This is a ladder match. You still got the got to get the ladder set up in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So so you got to have enough- a lot more liberties. There was a lot more playing field, I would say. Oh yeah, that's what a lot more to their advantage. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, so let's talk about the ending. In easily one of the dumbest fashions, because I have no other way to put it. I think this this easily ranks amongst one of my as as my second dumbest way to end a last person standing match. Um, second behind John Cena Batista SummerSlam 08. I'm gonna duct tape your legs. Across, around the ring. And you can't get up. So you can't get up. Now, mind you, at like 10, 11 years old, I thought that was hilarious. Shit, man. Like, it was funny. But now looking back at it, that was really just a lazy booking decision. That was. That was just a lazy way to end that match. Um, And personally, I think Bianca winning this match the way she did was also a product of lazy storytelling. She what so what she did was she pinned Bailey in between the ladder and stuck one end of the ladder underneath the bottom turnbuckle, which ultimately made Bailey's legs more trapped than anything. She could get her upper body out, but it was a little bit harder to get her lower body out. And then we had the count of ten, which put Bianca as the winner. Yeah, like I personally don't think like she truly was able to, you know, keep her down, though. Like, it was just a lazy way to progress the show and keep it going. But I know one of the things me and you were also talking about when it comes to damage control is Bailey has yet to get the the mm. job done. So do you see this as them trying to kind of pull Bailey away? Um, possibly. I mean, give them kind of a new watching leader. Raw and you know them starting to like convince Nikki to truly work with them, and then you know tonight where Nikki actually helped out Damage Control. I can maybe see Nikki kind of gunning for Bailey's position. I mean, I as leader of the group, I could again, see it too, especially if she were to you know kind of get that match against Bianca and, you know, maybe pick up the big one that Bailey's not able to. Honestly, time and time again, Bailey has stepped up, Bailey has gotten stepped on, and she is, again, she really has not been able to get the job done. And if you're going to be the leader of a group and your lackeys are getting old, why can't you? Right. Um. So after that match, we did have a segment with a Mr. Brave Wyatt. He came out... Um, stepped in the ring and just kind of talked about how he is himself. He used to wear a mask and how he, I am so sorry for that guys. My apologies. I had an alarm set. So apologies on that one. Well, let's get right back into it. Um, he came out 
spoke about how he is himself. He had the mask and how um, this is going to be him. It is not going to be anybody else that steps into this ring. And he, you know, is kind of washing himself of all his demons. And then we had... The Uncle... Howdy? Uh, Howdy? Is it Uncle Howdy? Uncle Howdy? Um, character basically appeared on the Titantron calling him a liar? More or less saying, given, uh, if you hide yourself, then you'll be happy because you don't necessarily have to lie to them anymore. So I'm eager to see where this goes. I'm also eager to see when he's actually going to have a match again. I think they're going to pull a little bit more of this to kind of build it. And maybe bring in the rest of the Wyatt Six before they allow him to have this match. And it's nice that we only get to see him on a very small basis. Oh yeah, right no the, the 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 him and little bits and pieces and little sprinkles here and there are absolutely fantastic right now. But I, I again, I am just excited to see him get back in the ring again after him being gone for so long because. I absolutely loved the way this man worked the oh, ring. Yeah. This man was a fantastic in-ring talent, whether it be, you know, pure wrestling skills or on the mic. Like, he was great. He was over. And, he knew what he was doing. And the the thing is, is I think they're doing a great job because they're, like, when it comes to, you know, even just using him for his promos as of right now, you get, you get, I don't necessarily know how to say this. You get excited to see him because he's not on every week. It's a, oh, you're going to hear from Bray Wyatt this week. And then we're going to wait three weeks. And then you're going to hear from him again. But he's also going to be at this pay-per-view. So you're going to hear from him there. And then guess what? He's gone again. And, and the thing is, and I love that, like, episode after episode, week after week, they they they, they tune in. They have you, like, recap if you missed something. If you missed it, he's like, hey, we heard from Bray Wyatt on this day. Let's let's go back and show you, you know, what he said, what happened. Yeah. And it's it's great to see and that, you know, he's getting to be able to truly develop a character, truly develop a storyline. Yes. I think that's what they're going to do for a without while. Without necessarily this. being just thrown into something. And I, I think it's really smart the way that they're doing it. Plus, you also get the little snippets on weeks that he's not there of you know, his character's kind of coming to life. And so they get to also tell their own stories. It's not just him. Yeah, no, I I love it. Even if it's just a little snippet of, like, seeing that there's going to be a new one, it's great because it still gives you time to look forward to the next time he's going to be on TV. Yeah, I really, like I said, I'm really excited to see how the White Six develops, how Bray White develops, how Uncle Howdy develops. And just the reddest. What of really is going to happen with him? Yes, because like I think, I think I speak for ninety percent, if not a hundred percent, of the wrestling fandom. What's next? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready for it. Shall we talk about our main event? We shall talk about one banger of a main event. So. Are you okay if I announce it and then you can go and spew your love for this match? Please. How does that sound? All right. So our main event, WWE Undisputed Universal Championship on the line. Can Logan Paul break the 797-day reign of Roman Reigns? 
why don't you tell us about the match, Pyro? Oh my god, where do I start? Go wherever. Because this match was not what anyone was thinking. Oh no, not at all. Whatsoever. Like, Logan Paul took Roman to the absolute freaking limit. He did to him, he did to Roman what he did to Floyd Money Mayweather. He Mm -hmm. let you know he wasn't going down without a fight. No, and one of the things that you had pointed out in the middle of this match was when Logan Paul would pin Roman, it was It was a consistent damn near damn near three every time. One, two, slide a piece of paper under that ref's hand style close. Like, it was by a hair that Roman was able to save his own ass. But anytime he went to pin But for the majority of the match, and Roman definitely had more pinfalls in more pinfall attempts than um Logan. Logan did, but every time he went to pin Logan, one quick one count and kick out, quick one count, kick out, one kick out, and it's like, not like what? He didn't, it's not like he didn't sell it either. No, this man tell. was legit telling a story. You can tell how bad this man wanted to walk out of Saudi double freaking champion. Oh yeah. Whew. So, getting into the love, getting into the love. I'm sorry, like, this man, I, I, I I will not lie, we we talked about this on the kickoff show, I thought, I had one image in my head about this match. Mm -hmm. Logan Paul was gonna bring in three, or like, what, 30 million plus uh, social media followers and listeners, bring more eyes to the product just to help them out. He, I, I thought he was going to help WWE create more fandom for their product, more fandom for Roman Reigns. That he, he not only did he bring that for everybody involved, but I think he really got he used his platform to truly elevate what what is already a polarizing moment and figure and sport yes. of pro wrestling. Because mm-hmm. and this like this man just did could not ha- have done any freaking better. Yes. I I agree. I entirely agree. You could tell the frustration time after time after time as that match went on in Roman's face. Like, what the hell did I gotta do, man? And even... Why? Even at the times why? where, you know, Logan would pin Roman and Roman would kick out, he didn't do what other celebrities do where they're just like, oh, I'm just gonna throw a fit and I'm gonna walk away. No, he got back on him and he showed why he's here to why he called out Roman I'll, to begin with. Let, let's talk mid-match the involvement of the family. I was getting there. Let's go. Um so y- they they have the struggle on the outside because eventually you knew this match yes. was going outside. Um set up on the announce table First off, how this man just, you know, decides, I'm going to go to my media team sitting in front row, grab, you know, a, grab, my, phone. grab a phone, and he legit records himself putting Roman through a table. Putting Roman through that announce table. Splash. Crash. There with the table. That man did not lose grip of that phone. So, um, please, TikTok, YouTube, man, just go watch. Because it was great. You hear Logan tell him you you about to go for a ride. 
Out come the Usos. Logan wants nothing to do with it. They get into it with uh, two members of his media team. Mm-hmm. Out comes Jake Paul. Out comes his pound for pound, one of the best rookie boxers right now, as soon as he can actually fight a real boxer, please. Because with the exception of Anderson Silva, he hasn't really fought nobody. Um, Out comes him, takes off the Usos. After a while, you, you, you see him in the corner just cheering on his brother like, bro, you got this. Bro, you got this. Let's go. Let's go. Bring it home. Let's do this. Supportive. Supportive yeah, so- little brother, bro. Great. Let's go. We're all about the family. And then, this match was really all about family. Yep. Out comes Solo. That match was broken up by security and officials and refs. and They didn't even get a chance to hit each other. They didn't even get a chance to fight, man. I wish I would have been there because I real life would have been... Let them fight. Let Because I wanted to see them throw hands. Me and you were talking about wanting to see Jake Paul and Solo Sokoa just go at it, man. I think that that would have been beautiful. It would have been great. It would have been great. I would have loved it. Yeah. That would have been absolutely beautiful. Ugh. Hopefully we get another chance to see this because I want to see them go at it. Mm-hmm. I want to see Lo- or Jake and Solo just throw hands. Because that's what they do. They fighters. Friday night comes and all you see is the uh, the Paul brothers in there and he and you got Jake calling out solo. I'm, like, all right, we didn't get this bro, chance I'm on, a, game, bro. On, on Saturday. I'm game, bro. Because like I said, bro, they have proven why they, they, they deserve to be in their positions, him and his brother. Yes, they have. Such a great deal of respect for the businesses that they are in because they do not treat this like a hobby. They treat this. Like a life. like a passion, they they come in. They have tr- night, night and day, every day, putting in the work to really show, like prove not only prove to themselves but prove to everybody out here that saying, oh, they don't belong. Oh, they're trying to change the, those minds. Yeah, and I think, and I think they're doing a really good job. Not they only are. to special, especially Logan. Like this is his third match in the company. I think he's. Earning more and more respect in that locker room. Oh, yeah. He definitely is. He's definitely earning a whole hell of a lot more respect from us fans. Oh, yeah. Especially like, you who have been so hard-headed even against, like... I'm... Like, I'm you're 100%... Not... I'm not the biggest fan of, you know, these celebrity... Mm-hmm. But that's because um, mentions... you're, you're more... You, you love the older school, too, because you grew up with it. But the celebrity mentions you, you do give them respect where... Hey, you can put asses in seats for these people when and we're like, losing I it. And like, I love that, but, but like at the same time, I don't. Aside from there, like, and and I honestly, that's that was my biggest my biggest thing about Logan Paul is I didn't think he was actually gonna care enough to want to put in that work and to really want to do that. And he, you wrong. I'm eating my words, and I am a solid, I am a solid believer and fan of a Mr. Logan Paul. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Cause if if y'all watch the show, y'all know the outcome. Roman Reigns walked out of uh walked out of Saudi still champion, but even on his way out, you saw the look in his eye, like you saw the pain. you you saw the pain and frustration coming out of this man. Like how you win a match, but the your look re- reads, "I still lost." Yes. Like I think he went in there underestimating the hell out of him because he he, he went in there thinking this was gonna be light work. Logan Paul showed him, nah. You gonna take me seriously? Oh yeah, most definitely. I don't. I don't care how I have how I have to make it happen, but you gonna take me seriously? Because I, like I said, I even thought it was gonna be super one sided. So 
speaking of there were those moments though where Logan really did have you thinking this was his this was his he was going man it was just a paper it was just work. a piece of paper bro bro my heart break for him yes. right now um so speaking of a Mr. Logan Paul after the match um back in the trainer's office he actually did get looked at and as of right now um, he has a torn meniscus, a torn MCL, and a potentially torn ACL. He said that it did happen halfway through the match, but he he pressured on and he pushed through it. And this man pulled to, a page out of Triple H's playbook. And to push through something like that shows that you have passion. Oh, for this. absolutely! Like shows that you have heart. And I'd love to see him go for a title again and uh, actually win it. Oh yeah, because no, it'd be beautiful. I'm, like I said, this man pulled a page out of Triple H's playbook, get injured halfway through the match, knowing you should probably call it off. And I'm a, and and went the full length time length of his match. Finished the match without like honestly, like if he never would have took to social media and posted that, I don't think you would have known. I don't think anybody no. would have known no. until they probably would have brought it up on SmackDown. Oh yeah, most definitely. Nobody would have known. Because like you could not tell that he got injured in that match. No. Because he, he showed no signs of slowing down at all. No. Not at all. And I loved it. I love it. Well, guess what? Unfortunately, that is the end of our crown jewel. I think we'll go back and just rewatch that match a couple you, more times. Uh, we definitely know you are. So, Brother Pyro, was... tell the uh, tell the fans when they get to hear us again. All right. You get us back in about two weeks' time, November 19th. We are coming at you for full gear. AEW's last event of the year. Do you think it's going to be 15 matches? I'll pray to God it's not because at that point, I, at that point, we may need to just break down that one full gear into like four episodes. At this point. Because like we're going to, I'm not burnt. I love AEW. I love what they are doing, but I'm not burning myself out no more, man. No. I can't do it. I can't do it either. Because that's not fair to me. That's not fair to y'all. Trying to put in this work for y'all. And that's not fair to y'all because then y'all getting me no energy. You get in a half-ass show. You get in a half-ass show. And y'all dedicating yourself. Y'all spending y'all time to listen to us. This time out of y'all day. Why am I going to cheat you? Right. No, if you ain't going to get the full pyro effect, you you ain't even getting half of it. Uh, honestly, Brother Pyro comes in here 110%. He doesn't like you guys hearing us any less than that. So How many times have I told you we be starting this recording because what I, I didn't think one of us was was all the way in there. I mean, that's that's happened a couple times, our first couple. But, I mean, we come to you pretty much live in person. We don't stop. We go through, which is unfortunately why we had the mishap with the alarm. Um, so I apologize for that, and I will put a warning via that in the description. But thank you guys again for listening, for giving us your love, and for you know supporting us so much to the fact that we literally made it to 30 and 31 episodes, and we will be continuing that for the rest of this year and into next. Uh, it's been one, one hell of a journey so far, and I cannot wait to see where y'all take us next, man. I'm so excited. So we will see you guys on the 19th. Have a good night, y'all. Laters.